0: Uh, has a friend and her friend looked just like Sadie Mae but Sadie Mae's friend was so out of control that it actually attacked Sadie Mae uh, when she was a puppy and when you went to pet her she would put her hand on your mouth I would not pet the dog and 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 had it was totally out of control so an out of control dog is no fun right so we got her she was three months old Sadie down down now I'm going to let her settle down a little bit because she may not totally obey because she's freaking out. She doesn't like things that are black. Um, she, she are dark colors for some reason. I don't know what that is, but but I'm going to let her settle just a little bit. Look at all of you guys. Everybody say hi, Sadie. She's a, she's a good girl. So it took me three days to train her. Now I've been around a lot of dogs. I used to sell insurance, and I've been bit by dogs. I've been attacked by dogs three times. And does she see me? Little She knows what's going on. Did you want a treat? You let her go. Do you want a treat? Okay. Want to smell that? All right. And she does no sign language. She may not do it. Sadie. Look at me. Stay. You're a good girl. Sadie, up. Good girl. Girl, can you shake? Yes, I know. I like that left hand. Uh, 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 uh. Other hand. Other hand. Good girl. Other hand. Uh, no, other hand. Good girl. Sadie, can you speak? Can you speak? Good girl. Gentle. Gentle. <laughs> She's nervous. It's a good girl. Yes, it is. We'll let her eat that. But we're going to have somebody come out from the back, too. But you want this? She's nervous. But one of the things, about, of course, about having a dog is that they're there to protect your family. But I can tell her to go someplace. Let me just see if she'll do it right now. Sadie, come. Come here. Come here. Place. Place right here. Lay down. Sit. Lay down. Stay. Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Wouldn't you be great if you could do that with your kids? Right? Sadie, come. Place. Right here. Sit. Good girl. Stay. So when it comes to discipline, right, a Nikita out of control is no fun. But take a little bit of time. It took me three days over, over, and over, and over again. And all of a sudden, I could take Sadie without a collar, without a leash, anywhere I want to. Come on, Preston. Come on out anywhere I want to, and she's under control. The only time, probably, we'd have to worry about her is if somebody, she doesn't like Mask Sadie, look. She's waggling her tail right now. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, go on out, Preston. Let's give Preston a hand. Let's give Sadie a hand, would you, please? All right, all right, all right. Proverbs twenty nine seventeen, And the reason why I'm doing this today is kind of just I'm trying to convince people to take the time to discipline. And if you're a grandparent or you're a grandma, your parents, or your kids are out of the house, you're through this and they say, well, this doesn't apply to me, but you might be able to help some other people. And, and um, in, I know in our life when we had our, our four kids, the house at times... Um, got really crazy and out of control, but Proverbs 29 17 says this Correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes. He will give delight to your soul Disciplining your children even though it's hard even though it's a lot of work um, As you're raising them up when when you get to the point where they are disciplined and you're in that then they become a delight they become a lot of fun when your kids are screaming and yelling, and mom, 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 can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? Come on now, you know what, mom, 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 mom. Anybody been there before? Right? Uh, it, you know, the household is feels a little disoriented. It's uh, out of control. And it takes some energy and time and, and effort in that. So I guess I'm arguing for the ch- people in the church, the parents and grandparents. And I got a letter we had a letter from a lady just two weeks ago. I was at a ball game and a lady came in and she just was explaining to me some issues she was having. She said, she said Pastor, what would you do? She doesn't go to our church. And I said, here's what I did with my kids and, and I lived at a boy's home and went through, through some things and this is what I experienced and this is what we did our kids. And then it transformed her home. They've had to, and just This was happened like three weeks ago and we got her to write the letter. But Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he'll not depart from it. Train up. To develop, train means to develop a person's behavior through instruction, teaching, coaching, and practice, rehearsal, and repetition. So the Bible talks about, when it talks about training, the Bible uses an epistemology. I know that's a big word, just how we learn. It's called, an, it's called a praxis. And what it means is to teach and practice together. So I when I played football, they would sit down and have a whiteboard and they would write the whiteboard out the plays and things that they wanted. And then we would go out on the field, we'd have the head knowledge. Everybody say head knowledge. And then what we do is the coach would then take us, and he'd, he'd, uh, I played middle linebacker, so he'd have us do different drills that would practice us. We'd have to step over um, dummies, and we'd have to uh, tackle guys coming through lines. And so we did that every day, five days a week, six days a week, right, for several hours. And we ran, and we did burpees, and we did all these things. Everything was training me to get ready for the game. And with our children in our homes and disciplining our children, we've got to show them the way. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And I, some of our kids, maybe in their, even in their 20s, 19, 20, 21, need to be shown the way through the whole life. That's why God gave us a, a parents, is to help train and give direction uh, for their kids. Everybody say amen. So I think from the passage here, as we're looking at this, it's doing it over and over again. It's practicing doing it. But I think we find out that parenting is really our main job is showing them the way to go everybody say that show my kids the way to go say it out loud show my kids the way they go and so we do so number one um what are we going to train which is the way he should go how through intentional and with with intentionality and purpose one of the things that happens is life just happens sometimes when I say that word intentional, I've got to be intentional. My kids aren't going to learn how to do the things in the home necessarily. Some things they may catch, but some things has to be intentional. We've got to have a plan. You know, your kids, you know, if you don't show your kids how to use the potty, they're not going to figure it out. Are they? You think they're going to just come up, take off their diaper, sit on the toilet? No, you've got to take them, you've got to put them on the toilet. That's one thing we're really good at because we want to get that... Diaper period over with. We sit them on the toilet. We give them a toy to play with until they go potty, right? And and then they figure it out. And then you go, good boy. You know. So there's there's intentionality with that. We're training them the way they should go. Spirituality. The things of God are not going to happen by chance. Amen. We've got to train them. They're going to catch some of it as they see us. We've got to live what we say. But at the same time, we've got to have some type of a plan in place that intentionally takes our kids from point A to point B. If you've got teenagers, you better be talking to them about sex. What not to do and why not to do it. If you've got young adults, you've got to talk to them about the things that pertain to them. Even, Even just simple things. That's why God put us in their lives if they're getting a d in a class or a c in a class hey you got to teach them go talk to your professor and find out what you need to do so you can get your grade up so you can pass can i get an amen you've got to train those and they say oh well pastor bobby that's not spiritual yeah but that's your job it is spiritual raising up your children in all aspects you can't let it go because what you don't teach them the world will teach them if you don't teach them that homosexuality is a sin then the world's going to teach them that it's okay if you don't teach them that transgender, that it's, there's, it's either boy or girl, there's no, this, this fluid stuff is nuts. If you, if you, you can look and see, see boy, see girl, real easy. You know, it, it, there's, there's no confusion there. And if we're not teaching them that, the world's gonna teach them. So it's gotta be intentional. So our job as parents is training up our kids. So what, what do we train? The way that we should go. So Ephesians chapter six and verse four. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So here, see, so before it's train up the child, training is to develop a person's behavior through instruction and through going through it, working through it. Again, here New Testament is saying, it's the act of providing guidance for responsible living. So that we as parents, were providing guidance to our children. This is very practical. Guidance for our children in practical living and how they're to live life. And then it says, do not provoke your children to wrath. Mom and dad, if you're always yelling at your kids, there's a problem. Do not provoke your children to wrath. If you're beating your kids, it's wrong. I'm just telling you. Can I get an amen? Uh, The Bible doesn't say that we're to beat our children. I I don't believe we should beat our children. I never, ever slap my kids. I I, I discipline them, and I'll, I'll, I'll share with you a model and again, I know this is really practical today. It's not super spiritual. But if, if one family does this and applies it, it could change your home. Can I get an amen? But when we are, when we are parenting, we're not to be so radically uh, 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 radical in our discipline that our children are driven to wrath or anger. If our children are angry and rebellious, there may be a problem. Either I'm not disciplining or I'm provoking to wrath. Can I get an amen? We're commanded not to provoke our children to wrath. And so, so our model of, of our parenting model needs to be done in love and control. Never, ever, ever spank your children out of control. Never, ever, ever, n- never, ever, ever hit your children with an object that leaves a bruise. Amen. And so when, I, when we talk about discipline, I'm saying that we need to be careful that we need to be done with love and done for their benefit. There's a difference between discipline and punishment. Punishment is Payback. And discipline is correction. Punishment is out of anger and you're paying them back out of your emotional rage. Where discipline is, it's done in a way to shape their lives and move them towards God. Can I get an amen? God disciplines us. God disciplines to push him in the, in the directions that we need to be, right? He prunes us. He disciplines us out of love. We're to do the same thing. But at the other side of this, we're not supposed to be so hardcore on our kids that, that it drives them to where they're angry and rebellious towards us. So we're not to provoke our children to wrath. But bring them up in the training, which is discipline, and admonition, which means reprimand of the Lord. Again, instruction on how to do it. So, so today, I want to I wanna have Lauren. I have some people coming to do a little skit for us this morning. Lauren and Joy and Lisa and alan everybody say discipline's hard work we're to train him in the way that you go i should go okay so we're going to do two scenes i'm going to have them sit down So you ready? You ready? Okay. So, hold on. Let me let me move this out of the way. That's got puke. Okay. Ready? All right. Put your nose down. Ready? All right. Go. All right, get the belt. Oh, did he run off? He ran off okay, so now I'm going to have you guys, I'm going to have you guys hand these out to everybody real quick. So this morning, I, I want to talk about uh, how, how, to, how to train them. And my wife can give input. She's acting all shy, but she was involved in this also. And, and I know people don't like people bragging on their kids, but I'm going to. Just tell you, when my boys, we, we homeschooled the first three years, and, and uh, by the time they went to, what, what grade did they go to faith? Second and third grade, they went to faith, faith Christian. So by the second grade, my boys, I know you're not going to believe this, but by second grade, we actually felt kind of guilty, but by the second grade, my boys woke up in the morning, they fixed their own breakfast. They made up their beds, they cleaned up their rooms, they got everything together, and then woke us up to take them to school. When they came home, they came home, and they my my boys today still, all my children, help with the chores. Uh, Back then when we had the list on the wall, they did it without asking. Dishes in the dishwasher. Um, If they could, they'd put some dishes up. They couldn't put them up because they're too short. Um, Help with vacuuming, help with cleaning making sure the clothes were in. The, and how many people knows that if you got your kids, four kids, doing that in your home, life's going to be a whole lot easier. Raise your hand if you know that's going to be a whole lot Come on now, right? Because otherwise, if, you, if your kids aren't doing that, if your kids aren't doing that, then who is doing it? Mom's doing it. Dad, mom's coming home, you know, and mom's doing it. If your mom works, mom works all day. She comes home, she's got to clean and cook. Uh, now the kids are actually doing it. One of the things about a to-do list also, I believe, I believe when it comes to vision, we're to write down the vision, amen? And I believe this is helping our kids see. This is helping train them in the way they should go. You should be teaching them Ten Commandments. You should be uh, having devotional. But this is just a model of how to help your household be way better. And I, and I believe that it's important. You know, on this list, if you look at it. Now, I know some people laugh at this and don't think this will work, think this is not going to work. But that letter of that young lady who wrote me from just a couple of weeks ago, go online and read how it's transformed their home. They've started doing two things. They started doing this, and they started spanking. It's amazing how it'll transform your home. Because both those things are biblical. See, it says this, Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that he will also reap. And so as I'm teaching my kids the way that they should go, I'm teaching them personal responsibility that this generation needs. This generation needs to know, guys, that what our actions uh, do, my actions, have consequences. How many people here go to work? Uh, uh, how many people here don't go to work and you sleep in and you still get paid? Raise anybody here? Raise your hand. You don't go to work and you still get paid. Oh, you still get paid even though you don't go to work? Well, I want that job. right so so why is that because you got to go to work you have a boss you're held accountable if i go to work i get paid if i don't go to work i don't get paid right your kids need to know that their actions have consequences in this life we and we sin if I, i was driving back from lexington and uh i got pulled over by a police officer right he let me off, praise the Lord. But he, I, it could have been a judgment. I mean, there's judgments. It could have been a consequence. Could have got a ticket. But I didn't. Praise the Lord. Thank God for that. He let me off. Um, you know, it was cold. Really, that night it was really, really cold. We think he just didn't want to stand outside in the cold. But, uh, but anyway, I got, I, we got let off. But in this life, if our kids do things, we've got to teach them that it's their responsibility. That if they, it, you know, so... so uh, and here's where it came from. I worked at a boys' home with 27 adjudicated boys. Murders, rapists, I mean, you name it, I I lived in the home with them. One boy uh, was super little, small, he'd get an adrenaline rush, and he beat up uh, like nine cops. Uh, We had psychopaths living with them. But one of the things that I noticed is, is they had this exact same thing. For them to have any responsibilities, any fun, any TV, anything, they had to do certain things. It's reaping what you sow. Your behaviors allow you to have consequences positive or consequences negative and so when we when we would do this with our kids in the morning make up the bed straighten the room wash face and to, brush teeth dress for school eat so they would look at this and they would go through their list they come to mom and dad and they say mom dad can i watch tv did you do your to-do list can we can i play a video game? did you do your list and they would go back to the list instead of Earlier, mom, 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 dad, 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 can canna, can canna, can I, can I, can I, can can and just keep coming back and coming back. You're training them to go to this instead of you. And then when you say, Eli, you can't play with your phone. You can't have your phone anymore. And you say, Why? Why are you doing this? No, I'm not doing this to you. You're reaping what you sowed. Because you didn't do do this, you now have the consequence. You can't have those. You can't you can't go out this weekend, you can't have your phone, you can't have those different responsibilities uh, there so. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. And so I think we need to realize, you know, in the age that with we live, and I realize there's people who are disabled that cannot work. Amen. Right? I think we need to teach our kids responsibility and we need our kids to to understand that we've got to work as Christians, we should be the hardest workers in the, in the workplace that the Bible, the Bible, the new Testament says, if we don't work, we don't eat in the new Testament. I mean, in the Jewish home, the children, uh, even though they weren't slaves were just a little bit above the slaves in the home until they became of age and in the home, they were expected to do the work of slaves. It was so that they would learn responsibility, so that they would learn to be a good adult, learn how to live life, and so they would do the work, and and also have a servant's attitude. Can I get an amen? And I think in our homes, obviously, I mean, when we say slave, do love, I mean, there were slaves that were loved and were bond slaves, and obviously we we still need to love our children. But in the home, we need to expect our children to serve. Please teach your children to serve. Jesus didn't come to serve, he came to serve, I mean be, be served, he came to serve. And in the home is the place where we teach our children's children servant leadership. We teach them to serve. We teach them that it's, it's not above them to dump the trash. It's not above them to clean up. It's not above them. That, you know, they don't have some, some person in their home, their mom, doing all the work for them. The best thing you could do for your children is with intentionality. Show them the way. Not just tell them the way, but show them the way of servant leadership. Show them the way of how to serve other people, even in the home. Serving their brothers and sisters. Serving their mom and dad. Can I get a amen? Are you guys with me today? I know this is a little different. With me? I, I, I'm telling you, it'll work for you. If you've got kids or grandkids, uh, single mom or not, if you're a single mom, this will really, really, really help you. If you'll do it, you can call me uh, if you if you need help. So again, this is the month for, for family matters. And so why is it so important? Because it takes the pressure off you as a parent and puts it on the child. It's no longer you being mean and nasty and ugly, it's putting it on them where they're responsible for their actions. And they reap what they sow. Everybody say, they reap what they sow. Why is that important? Because marriage is hard enough, much less having discipline problems with the children. I mean, isn't marriage tough? I mean, those of you guys that don't have kids at home, is marriage still, is marriage, did marriage just get, it got easier probably, but it's still rough, right? Come on, wave your hand. Right? It could be not rough. I mean, I've got a great wife, we've got a great marriage. But I mean, that's also what makes marriage good. But marriage has different phases. Sometimes we don't get along. Sometimes we make our wives mad because we don't understand them. Sometimes they make us mad, right? Uh, and, and then you add in the mix the children. The children are, are you know, ca- causing chaos. And then all of a sudden, all, you know, then the sex goes and then everything's going bad, right? So, right? So we have great kids, cool environment, everybody working together. Harmonious marriage and great sex. All three, all three go together. And we're gonna talk about that next week with Dr. Love's here, our special gift, Dr. Love, next week. So, so guys, make sure you don't, you don't miss it. So the fourth thing I wanna talk about is, is a discipline or spanking. So Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, he who spares his rod hates his son. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Then when, when we would go out in the public, the kids and when we got in the car, we go, "Daddy, was I a good boy?" What happened? He was aware of his behavior everywhere we went. He was aware that he was going to have consequences of his behavior, and he became. I mean, really, I'm like, I mean, everywhere we went. How do you how do you get your kids to be so good? I beat them. No. Uh, no, no, but I mean, it, it, it works and it's, it's love and action. It's not, you know, people think that love is, oh, well, I can't spank my kids. And the person that wrote the letter was not spanking. They said, well, I just, oh, I just can't do it. Oh, you know, the political liberal thinking today, oh, I just can't. It's going to damage them for life. You're going to damage. The Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. So you want to do it the world's way or do you want to do it God's way? And so what happens is though, is I told this person about it and I said, what happens is it's punishment drives them away and puts a wedge in your relationship. Discipline draws them to you. And, and she said that she had never, had never spanked the daughter, but told her about what was gonna happen if she did, Explained it all to her. You know, you, gotta, you can't just beat your kid. You know, you gotta explain it to them. This is what's gonna happen. If you do this, this, and this, you're gonna get spanked. If you lie to me, you're gonna get spanked. That's always a spanking parents. If they lie, that's a spanking. And then authority issue, that's a spanking. And then you explain it to them. I love you. This is why we're doing it. This is what's going on. And you give them a swat. You leave. Wait a little bit. Come back. Give them a swat. Obviously, this is not really for older kids unless it's absolutely severe, severe, severe. You know, depending on what they did, they might even get a spanking when they're 20. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if they were to do something really, really stupid. but, But for the most part, what happens is, though, is, is this person who wrote the letter, if you read it, I don't know if she put this in there or not, but she told me on the phone, she said, I was sitting, I'd spanked her, had come down and was at my desk, and my daughter came down and hugged me and said, I want to play with you. She said she's never, ever done that before. Wanted to play. And so, discipline draws the children to you instead of separating them. And so, I, I, I pray that those would be a blessing to you. I know that was really practical. Some of you sat here today and probably wondered what in the world's going on, but... But I pray today that it will help you. If you have teenagers, it's a little more complex than that. I don't know that you can just spank your t- kids once they get above about eight or nine years old. It may not be much of an effect, you know. But I do know the to-do list. When I, when I was in seminary uh, working on my doctorate, you know, I had all my to-do list of everything that I had on my, on my wall. If you go to my kids' rooms today... Uh, when they're super busy, you'll find Haven with a to do list. You'll find Blaze with a to do list. Things that we taught them years ago, they are still using today in life. And I don't know if you guys understand, like even if your own life, if you don't have a to do list and goals and all those things, how it can help you uh, be organized and move in your life. But anyway, so, all right, let's stand up this morning. So, the most important thing that I could give your child is not a to do list or not spanking, even though I think you need to do both those. The most important thing I could give a child. Is a mom and dad that loves Jesus. And mom and dad. You cannot parent your kids. Without a relationship with Christ. And there's nothing worse. Thinking about than going to heaven. And your children not being there. And all the things that I'm talking to you. The, I believe these are, these are spiritual principles. Uh, very pra- practical tools. But we need to teach our kids. We need to train them. But mostly we need to, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus. Because only God can give you the wisdom for your kids. He's the one that created them. And only He can give you the wisdom to minister to your children, to train them up and to give them direction. His word, of course. And maybe your kids are out of the house, but God still has you there for them to give direction. You never get rid of your kids. The difference is, is that when they're in the house, it's a little more direct and you're telling them. Now that my son, like Tyler's an adult and is an adult, you're more just kind of trying to give direction trying to give input, trying to mentor. It's not as much dictatorship as it is now coming up beside them and mentoring them and and helping them when they have questions. Before as a kid, you get involved, and as adults, you kind of stay back until they ask you for advice. Otherwise, they get mad, you know, can't just tell them.